106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Our lady of blessing acceleration, don't fail me now. It's time for Drive Radio, presented by Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. Whether you need help diagnosing a problem. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. Or just want to learn about all things automotive. Hey, how exactly does a positive tractor in on a Plymouth work? It just does. Then you've come to the right place. So start your engines, buckle up, and get ready to drive. Drive Radio starts now on KLZ 560 The Source. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us today, Justin and Josh from Ridgeline Auto Brokers and Legacy Automotive up in Boulder with us today. So, guys, how are we doing today? We're doing great. Good. Welcome. A Boulder Boulder crew, huh? Yeah. I like to help Do you run that thing or just help? I like to help. Okay. I don't like the short. I like the long distance races. I I don't much like the short. You're a better man than me. The short stuff. Uh, I am not a runner. (laughs) Cliff is one of our customers, so okay, yeah. he gives us all the free T-shirts. Yeah, yeah. Cliff's a good guy. <laughs> yeah, he is a good guy. You know him for great. years. Great guy. So, anyways, uh, Drive Radio. Guys, have any questions for us? Lines are open, 303-477-5600. If you got another question for us, you want us to answer it off, you know, off or on air, but you don't want to call in because you don't have time because you're out enjoying the beautiful weather we have today, which I fully understand. 307-200-8222 is a text line, 307 307- 282.22. Question of the day. thought this might get things going for folks. Things you should never do while driving. That is the question of the day. Things you should never do while driving. Larry had one this morning before we ever got started that I will mention. And his was, you know what the solid white stripe on the road is for? It means you're not supposed to cross it. Mm-hmm. So one thing you should not do is cross a solid white line. Yellow, of course, is the same, but a solid white line is meant to not be crossed. Unless it's dotted, you're not allowed to cross it. That includes when you're driving down the street and you're trying to make a left-hand turn into something. If it's a double-striped road, you're not supposed to be crossing that to turn left. You're supposed to go down, make a U-turn, do whatever you need to, come back on the other side and turn in, not turn left over the top of a double yellow, but... A lot of folks, I think, don't even understand some of the basic driving rules. No. Just my don't. own opinion. I watch them. I wonder anymore what it takes to get a test pass. Just, just saying, since it's been probably, what, 40-plus years. What's it been? 40, 42 years since I took my driving test. <laughs> well, almost, almost 43. So it's been a long time, and I don't know what they do now. I mean, when I did it, you had to parallel park and change lanes and the whole nine yards. In fact, I got critiqued. But I can still remember this. It's funny how that works. That long ago, I can, st- I can still remember the driving instructor I had. I changed lanes, and I was taught by the driving instructor that I had in driver's ed to change the lane, wait a second, make sure it's clear, change the next lane, wait a second, and then so if you're going to go across three lanes, which is what they made me do in the driving test, her answer was, you know, you don't really need to do that. And I'm like, well, I was taught by my driving instructor that you need to pause, you know, pause. As you-. She's like, nah, if everything looks clear, just move on over. Okay. <laughs> that was the only thing I got knocked off on my entire test. I parallel parked the whole nine yards, no problem, but that was her answer to me on that was, you really don't need to pause in between each one of those lanes. Just pull on over. Yeah, I thought you were supposed to establish yourself in the lane. You are. Technically, I think she's, she was wrong. <laughs> exactly. But I don't think she had anything else to nitpick on me, so that was what, that's what I got nitpicked when I was 16. 
So, you know, it is what it is. What, what can I say? So that was our question of the day. Things you should never do when driving, which I've got a lot, but I'll let you guys get fired off and uh, let us know what those are. 303-477-5600. All right. Well, I got you guys here. Lines aren't full yet. State of the used car industry. Because, you know, it's, it's been crashing now for the last, like, three years. So I'm wondering, is it, is it crashed yet, or are we, are we there yet, or where are we at with things? Uh, it is not crashing. <laughs> Long ways from <laughs> okay. the bottom. Because you know, there was a lot of experts, quote-unquote, out there on all sorts of, sorts of social media sites. Uh, literally, I, I keep hearing them. I've even heard them here of late. Oh, yeah, any moment it's going to crash. Just, just wait and see. I've been, waiting and, I've been trying to wait and see now for the past, like, three years, and they all said it was going to crash, and they ain't crashing. No, pr- no, prices are steady on used cars. And, and why is that? There's still a lack of inventory out there. Um, we're having to fight other dealers. To, new to and buy used or both? I mean, uh, new uh, and used. New and used, okay. Oh. The, the new lots look like they're starting to fill up a little bit. Yeah, but as a, with certain with certain models, you and I the were talking high about profit, a couple of days yeah, ago. Exactly, the high profitability models, you know. Yeah, there's no there's no Patriots and Compass type things. No. No. No, it's, no, it's, it's all the Wranglers and. Yeah, and the loaded ease. ones, the Rubicons and all that stuff, or, you know, Tahos. trucks. Everything they make the most money on is what I see on the lots right okay. now. Okay. Aside from that, good luck. Right. Um, aside from that, you're ordering, right? Or you're yeah. waiting for an allocation to come in or whatever the case may be, right? Right. And, you know, the manufacturers want to make money. So they're going to put their profitable cars out there if they're selling and and not build the least profitable ones. Which what they've done in that process, Josh and I were talking about this this past week. So what they've done, and I didn't realize it had gotten this high, I looked it up this week while Josh and I were talking. The average price of a new car now is just shy of $50,000. What they're doing or what they've done is really sort of turn back time to where only the rich are buying new cars. Mm-hmm. Or people with means, I guess I should say, are buying new cars. If you're on a monthly budget and you've got a certain you know, car payment that you need to stay under or whatever the case may be, you are probably not going to be one of the ones out there buying a new car because, as I just said a moment ago, average price is close to 50000 So what that means is that's average. Yeah, there's a few under that. There's going to be some over that as well. So I was looking, you know, the other day, I mean, we're always looking at trucks and different things in our business. You can't buy even a full-bore, you know, three-quarter, one-ton truck, uh, fairly well-equipped. I mean, I'm, I'm not talking every single bell and whistle. Every single bell and whistle, you're hundred grand for a new truck, full-bore, 2,500, 3,500 series truck. A bare-bones kind of a, you know, not, not necessarily a work truck, but a step or so above a work truck, it's 75 grand Yeah, for a truck now. I'm just making it so that there's no trade-ins. People are just keeping their car running because that's, they don't want to spend fifty grand exactly on a car. That's exactly right, mm-hmm. Justin. You are one hundred percent correct. So, so a lot of you listening, it's imperative that a you listen to us on a weekly basis. We'll teach you and keep you informed as to what you need to do to keep your old vehicle running. But yeah, my prediction is we're at right now the age of the fleet is around thirteen years of age uh, on average nationwide. I think it's tw- was twelve eight. Colorado's thirteen two. We're a little older here because we don't have the rust and things that other you know parts of the country do. But I, I would anticipate that you're going to see that number creeping up, probably every six months to a year. And and I would, I would anticipate. And I don't have a crystal ball, but I would anticipate you're going to see the fleet be fifteen sixteen years of age in the not too distant future. I th- I think you're right. I I think our average. Uh, car sold is probably oh seven oh eight oh nine mm-hmm. so yeah right around there plus a year or two so people are keeping them running they are 
In fact, I'm looking that up right now to see because I have not checked for a while. Okay, so across the country, we're 12 to, I think we're 13 years here in Colorado. And you're going to see, keep in mind, that, that not that long ago was around 10 years of age. It's now 12.2. And I think you're going to see that just slowly creep up because of the reasons that we're talking about. And it's going to get harder and harder for folks to actually go buy a new car. It's going to become a bigger purchase. Well, it already is a bigger purchase. Now, I also think they're going to get more creative on the financing end of things. And, and what I mean by that is I don't, don't uh, be surprised if in the not-too-distant future you see 10-year loans on cars. Just saying, because they're, otherwise they're not going to sell them. We're yeah. already at seven. You're yeah. seven now, uh, creeping. In, and there's places where you can actually get an eight-year loan. Don't don't be surprised in, if you don't see a 120-month loan here in the not-too-distant future because otherwise they're not going to get payments down enough to be able to, to have folks afford. Now, here's, here's in a nutshell. Back in the day, when I was first getting in the industry, mid-'70s, car loans then were three, four years. Four was the max. Five, the 60-month were just coming in as I was getting into my early 20s. You could get a 60-month loan. That was even, and everybody thought then, well, this is crazy. People are going to be upside down in their cars. Now, back then, it was easy to get upside down in the car because even on a on a four-year deal, the cars are depreciated so quickly back then that, yes, you'd be upside down until you were halfway through the note. Once you got halfway through, you're typically in a little bit better shape. But if you went to do anything with that car prior to that, you were upside down. Upside down meaning you owe more on the car than it's worth. Okay? Mm-hmm. That's what we mean by being upside down in the car. For a lot of you listening, I'll, I'll do my best to not use uh, inside lingo. Upside down, you're upside down in the loan, meaning you owe more on the car than what the car is actually worth. So in other words, if you went to sell that car or even trade it in, say the car is worth 20000 but you owe 25000 on the car, you're upside down by $5,000. You owe 5000 more than what it's worth. That either has to be paid out of pocket like going to a house closing, you either pay out of pocket when you sell the car to get the title back, or when you go buy that a new car from said dealer, that 5000 is wrapped into the price of the next car. So now you're even more upside down on that car than you were originally. And I've known people over the years that have done that two and three times. Mm-hmm. Just keeps rolling and rolling. And, and how in the world they get financed, I, that's conversation for another day probably, but it just keeps getting rolled into the next one, the next one, the next one. Now, for the longest time, we were able to not have to uh, – we, we, were, we were kind of immune from this whole being upside down thing. What I mean by that is because cars were appreciating fairly quickly, even new cars, you could own a car for even 12 months, make the payments on it, and probably be even. You probably, didn't, you probably weren't even upside down after a year, and, and which was a good thing for a lot of people. Unfortunately, the longer the loan gets – the easier it is to become upside down faster. So as I said a moment ago, if we get to the point where you're on a 10-year note and you buy said $50,000 car, you're going to be upside down in that car for a very long time on the front side. How the financial institutions will deal with all of that, I don't have the answers to that. That's not my forte. I really don't know. They'll do their best to deal with that. But bottom line, uh, I think the longer these loans get, the, the higher the chance of you being upside down early on is. And you just have to remember all of that when you're going to put these deals together because you will be upside down. And, and again, we're, kinda, we're going back in time. For the, again, for the longest time, it, it, it really took probably being upside down in a car or two prior and rolling that into the car you had today or just flat out overpaying for the car to be upside down because we had such appreciation even on the new car side. 
we're now kind of reverting back to where if we get these longer loans and the prices of the cars, frankly, I think are overpriced in a lot of cases because the dealers are adding their market adjustment, quote-unquote. I'll talk about that through the day if we get time, but that market adjustment. And in turn, in doing so, you're overpaying for the car. Mm-hmm. Anytime you overpay for the car, it's going to make you upside down in it when you go to do something with that car within the first couple of years of owning it. So all the more reason why, and we talk about this a lot here, Never buy the wrong car, okay? Don't buy cars on emotion. Don't buy cars on Friday or Saturday nights. Only buy cars at the end of the month. Only buy new cars, I'm saying. Only buy them at the end of the month when you're you're typically going to get a better deal. Make sure you're not upside down. Make sure you get the best deal on it. All those things will keep you from being upside down in the car because right now it's going to be easy to be upside down is my point, especially with the prices at where they're at. Yeah, agreed. Did I miss anything? No, didn't. Yeah, especially the way interest rates have been going, too. That's that's the other side of it. Yeah, Kurt Rogers (laughs) will join us here in a moment as well on the mortgage side of the fence. And really kind of because all of this does tie together. What's going on in his world is also going on in the car world. And I I also know that what goes on in his world trickles down into what's going on in the car world. The, The different types of financing that's available, the longer terms, all these different things. Keep in mind, at one time... You didn't buy a house on a 10-year finance deal, and you're not going to be buying cars on one if I'm not. I, I'm, that's my predictor, and I don't think I'm going to be too far off on that. You take some of these cars that are you know, seventy-five dollars to $100,000, they're going to put those things on a 10-year note in the not-too-distant future. Yeah. Otherwise, you're not going to sell them. I mean, aren't RVs already there? So they're, not, so they're out there. Yeah. It's just a matter of moving them down into the, the rest of mainstream of what's going on. Right. Yeah. Agree. All right. Questions for us. Lines are open 303-477-5600-303-477-5600. We'll be right back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. With everyone wanting more of your money from eggs to gas to taxes, how do you keep more of what you've earned? Call 720-895-0500, Affordable Interest Mortgage, where we can show you how to pay less interest on your home, have access to your equity for 30 years, and be prepared for unexpected expenses or emergencies. The market has changed. You now have more buying authority whether you want to purchase with a rate in the threes on a 3-2-1 buy-down or refinance and pay less interest to own your home faster with the Asset Manager Mortgage. Call Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500, where we've been serving Coloradans for over 20 years. Government agencies continue to raise the cost of financing, whether to purchase or refinance. Let us show you how not to pay these increased fees with loan programs designed to pay less interest and put you in control of your equity. If you want to purchase a home with the rates in the threes or you want to have access to your equity, call Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. In these difficult times, you can still save. 720-895-0500. That's 720-895-0500. And MLS 298-191, regulated by DOOR. Spring means warmer weather, but it also means it's time to protect our pets from warm weather parasites, including fleas and ticks, Hey, this is Scott Watley, and being informed on what our pets need to stay healthy and happy this time of year, as well as all year long, is just one more reason why 20 years ago, our family chose Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center to take care of all of our pets' needs. At Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center, the medical staff keeps us up to date on the status of our pets' health during their regular checkups. They also make sure we know how to help our pets stay healthy and remain healthy all throughout the year. With the arrival of spring, we know it's time to protect our dog, Gracie, 
from the fleas and ticks just waiting outside to hitch a ride on our sweet girl. And since we know that fleas and ticks can cause many problems for pets and for humans, making sure our pets are protected with a safe, effective flea and tick preventative is an important part of their care. Why not have Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center care for your special companion? It's the place where our pets go. Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center can be reached at 303-708-8050. That's 303-708-8050. And you can also visit them online and read their latest blogs at LoneTreeVet.com. Here are the three C's of high performance in less than 60 seconds. Your engine piston rings must have good compression, which makes good combustion, which saves cash at the pump. But you lose compression when piston rings clog with carbon. Today's engines use low tension rings, which clog much easier, which lowers compression, combustion, and the amount of cash in your pocket with higher fuel cost and expensive repairs. This problem can be fixed as fast as your next oil change. The best service shops use a BG product BG. that cleans the engine and accomplishes the three C's in just 15 minutes. It has three letters, E, P, R, as in engine performance restoration that cleans piston rings and restores compression, which increases and saves you. Find a shop with BG products BG. at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. So, at your next oil change, remember the three C's. You will find more of this in your engine and this in your pocket when you clean your engine with BG. Most of us think of the days when we'll be retired. Have you planned well enough to be able to do the things you love when that time comes? When will you take Social Security? Have you thought about health care during your retirement days? Will you stay in your current home or move to another part of the country or world? These are all questions Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial will ask you. The only way Al can help you with your financial future is to know what your future goals are. You don't want to be that person that tries to retire only to find themselves back at work because there wasn't enough money to handle all the expenses. Al will stress test your current plan, if you have one, and show what needs to be changed to make sure you achieve your financial goals. Al doesn't just help you with your financial goals either. He'll help you achieve your personal goals as well. That's Al's goal for all of his clients. He wants you to be financially free so you can achieve the things you've always wanted to do. Call Al Smith today at 303-744-1128 or visit our website, drive-radio.com. Have you been thinking about a new pair of glasses? Maybe some prescription sunglasses? Well, look no further than Stack Optical. Since 1968, yes, you heard me right. Since 1968, Stack Optical has been providing the most comprehensive quality ocular care for their patients. This family-owned business is proud to be one of the few optical offices that has their own on-site eyeglass production and eyeglass repair studio. Stack Optical, located at 2233 South Monaco Parkway, features the most extensive lines of eyeglass frames, sunglasses, and contact lenses to ensure that you love your appearance and experience superior comfort. Our comprehensive eye exams proactively diagnose eye conditions and diseases while providing the most accurate vision care. We welcome you to experience a lifetime of superior ocular care from doctors that are devoted to your eye health. Call now for your $69 eye exam, 303-321-1578. At Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. All right. 
right, we are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Myself, Charlie, of course, uh, running the engineering side of things today for us, as he always does. Larry Inger answering phones also. Then Justin and Josh, both from Legacy Automotive in Boulder and Ridgeline Auto Brokers. Same business. We just have two different facets of the business that we focus on. One repairs the car, and one we can actually sell you a good used car as well and do a trade on what you're driving if need be. Bill in Lakewood, what's going on? Hey, what's up? Hey. The uh, ZR2, the Colorado ZR2, and the Trail Boss, are they the same? No. There is no Trail Boss on a Colorado, not yet. Yeah, well, I see it on Chevy's website, and I've seen it on YouTube. A Trail Boss in a, in uh-huh. a, in a Colorado? I have not seen that. Yep. yep there's a I, Z, I know there's their regular Colorado, the Z71, the ZR2, and then they've got a another series of the ZR2, the Bison, that's going to be coming probably you know late this year, early next year, is all I've seen, Bill. Yeah, because even uh, on YouTube, I've seen the Trail Boss. You know, there's two brothers that got the accent, the Spanish or something, and they do they do a pretty good review. Don't know them. Anyway, that's besides the point. But so, and then, then it looks like, because see, I got, I got a, a 21 Colorado. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about keeping it at the end of the lease. And now it looks like on the new stuff, they're putting turbos in them. They're four-cylinder turbos, yes. That's that's all that the Colorado has now. So what do you think I'm better off with? Uh, the interior of the new Colorado is, is second to none of what you're driving right now, so not even close to the same. Was, oh, not so much plastic. And you're right. They do now have a Trail Boss, which is not so. It looks like the Trail Boss is kind of halfway between, uh, you know, kind of their their Z71 package versus the ZR2, from what I can right, see. Right, that's what it looked like to me. Yeah. But as far as engine wise, would I be better off with the, with my uh, V6 or fuel economy wise? Probably not. The turbo four cylinder will probably do better. Uh, fuel economy wise, and have more power than your V6 does. Believe it or not. Uh huh. Well, money don't matter. My house is we paid off the house. Sure. The kids are growing up. <laughs> I mean, the, the new truck is, you know, well, it looks like a mini full size truck, which they finally have got that figured out to where it looks very similar to the full size truck, and the interior is is fine. I mean, I have the same truck you have. You know, I'm on my second one of those, and. And I'll just be the first to admit it. The interior of our trucks is crap. Sorry, it just is. It's garbage. Right, right. It, I mean, the seats are comfortable, and it works, and I'm not complaining. But is it the level that it should be, and, and does it compete in its market even? No, Bill, it's way behind. That truck needed an update years ago, and it's finally it's finally here. Yeah, I, I wouldn't would. be afraid of that engine. I ordered two one. Two-liter so. turbo. I have a ZR2 coming, Bill, so that's, mm-hmm. if that tells you anything. Everything's going smaller displacement turbo. Yep. Doesn't bother me any. See, my problem is, if if you remember when I had I had a ZR2, because of physical, because of medical stuff, the lift kills me getting in and out. Right, and as you know, the ZR2 is going to be taller no matter what you do. Right. And what about the Trail Boss? I, you know that things? again. That one. That's a new model that, uh, and they just released the new Colorado on the website because they haven't even had a website for the new Colorado until the last few weeks. I don't know what your step-in height's going to be on the Trail Boss. It looks very similar to the ZR2, just without all of the extra trim. So it's probably right. going to be roughly the same height. Right. Okay. 
I didn't look to. See, I've not looked at the Trail Boss to see what kind of uh, tire wheel package and all that it's going to have on it. But if it's got the same size tire that's coming on the ZR2, then you already know what your step in is going to be. Right. That's what I'm afraid of because so, that's the problem. Yeah, just I buy have. a Z71 then and don't worry about it. But, well, yeah, that's you know because because the one I got now is a 21, and I got 900 miles on it. There you go. So just buy it. You know, trade that in and buy as. Z71, and away you go, Bill. There's still a nice truck. I mean, the, the Z71, there's nothing wrong with that truck at all. It'd be a nice truck. The Colorado's a, the new Colorado is going to be a very nice truck, by the way. So you think trading my 21 for a new one? Sure, why not? Oh, yeah, well, it's no big deal, right? Just go call Carl yes, and get her done. <laughs> well, I, well, I was, well, I was thinking that. Well, I was thinking about keeping this and then maybe go to the, get a Blazer or something. I don't know. I, I, who knows? I, I don't work no more. The kids are growing up. Sure. I, you know, they sit around and do nothing. Well, you know how to handle that, and Carl will take care of you. Okay. All right. Appreciate you, Bill. I would say if you're going to do that, though, I've known some folks that have ordered. I've got two friends, actually, that have ordered uh, Colorados, and you need to get your name on one because they're going to be a pretty hot item. So if you're wanting to do one of those, you probably need to get that done sooner than later, or you're liable to not have one this year. You'll be waiting until next to have one, most likely. Jerry and Greeley, you're next. Morning. Good morning. A friend of mine just bought a car from an out-of-state dealer and, and had it shipped here. And um, when he got it, he found a, a bubble, a defect in the uh, rear glass tint film. And um, I'm wondering, is there any way to repair those, or do you nope. have to do, like, the whole... You have to take that clear or that tint off and put new tint on it. Okay. You can't just do one little corner. No. There's no way, way to splice that in. Okay. Well, that answers that, then. I, I just So is it must be a used car? Because a new car wouldn't have tint on it unless it was added by the dealer. Yeah, it, it's a new car, and it was added by the dealer. Okay. Uh, then I guess the question would be, does the, is the dealer willing to stand behind that at all? Will they, you know, will they pay for somebody to you know, put new tint on it? What's the scoop there? He told me that uh, the dealer had applied it but he didn't he didn't ask for it like they went ahead and after the deal was in progress they went ahead and put this on supposedly and but he ended up not paying for it uh, then it's a non-issue so yeah just just go put new on or take it off you can also just take it off and leave it off if you wanted to that's up to him hey jerry which rear window are you talking are you talking the hatch or are you talking one of the back doors yeah, um, no, the very back. He, he said it's uh, near where some of the heating element. Okay. No, that's yeah. that can be that can be an issue because yep. getting that tint off of there, you can take the defroster. Got to find the right people to take that you, off. You and may he, have to replace that rear rear yeah, glass. They need to use a, the, there's a steaming process to mm-hmm. take that off. You you can't just scrape it off, Jerry. Mm-hmm. To to Justin's point. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. it's it's on, it's on there pretty good. So now the other thing that somebody could look at potentially is can that area just be reapplied in other words did it just come loose can they reapply that i don't know again this is something that a tint person uh, that's done it for a while needs to look at okay well great a good well, tint, a good, good tint guy can you know guy or gal can tell you what to do on it once they see it already but it will get Thank worse not better so you need to take care of it okay 
thanks for the advice. Thanks, gentlemen. Jerry. Appreciate it very much. And uh, just remember, too, for all of you listening, and this is something that, that Justin and Josh can both talk about. You buy a car out of state and bring it in, which, by the way, that's fine to each his own. Just remember, you're still obligated for all of the sales tax and everything that's on that vehicle. That dealer is not collecting like you normally would have in a normal Colorado transaction. When you go to DMV or the clerk's office to get everything titled and handled, you're going to be paying sales tax at that point in time. So just plan on on doing that. So if it's a you know $50,000 car at 8% sales tax rate, do the math, and you're going to be writing a pretty decent check for the sales tax side of it when you go in. Even if you finance the car with the other dealer, you're going to write the check for the license plates and the registration because none of mm-hmm. that's been collected up to this point. So those of you that do those out-of-state purchases, again, not knocking them, but just remember, you need to you need to factor that in. So on that, we'll use that average new price of a new car. That's four grand of sales tax that you will owe on top of your registration fees, license plates, and so on. So you go to DMV with an out-of-state car you paid fifty grand for that you may have financed with that particular dealer, which, by the way, is all good and dandy. When you go to DMV or the county clerk to get everything registered, plan on probably writing a $6,500 check. Mm-hmm. Or $5,500 check, anyways. Four grand for sales tax plus 1500 bucks for the rest of it. I'm probably not far off there. Maybe 500 bucks off one way or the other, but you're going to write a $5,000 or so check on top of what you just paid for the car. So those of you buying cars out of state, again, you can do whatever you want to. You, you have the power to do whatever. Just remember, when you go down to register that vehicle, you're going to owe that sales tax, and it's on your address where the car is registered Nowhere else. So whatever your tax rate is at that address the car is registered to, that's the sales tax you're going to pay. Right, guys? That's correct. That's it. And you're going to be writing the check, or you will not get license plates. No, you won't. You will not get it registered. So you're going to have to use credit card or write a check or borrow the money or whatever. Because, again, the out-of-state dealers will not handle that. A lot of in-state dealers, when you go to buy the vehicle, they'll wrap all of that in because they're going to mail the sales ch- sales tax check in to the state with your paperwork. And you may, you might owe a little difference or so when you go to actually do the plates, but it's not going to be four grand because that's typically how a new car dealer, even you guys, a used car dealer, you can wrap those fees into the whole package and, and borrow the money, if you would, against all of that. Granted, you're paying those, that sales tax over the course of the loan, but for a lot of people, that's the only way you can make it happen because you can't write the $4,000, $5,000 check when you go down to the county clerk or DMV. By the way, that's on a $50,000 car. Do the math on a $75,000 or $100,000 car and tell me how much you owe when you go down for sales tax. Yeah, it's going to be a lot. Yeah. It's a chunk. Yeah, big chunk. Okay, so just remember all of that when you buy an out-of-state vehicle. Kim and Longmont, I'll squeeze you in before the break. Go ahead, Kim. Yes. Uh, hey, it's good to hear you, Justin. I was bummed last time I was at Legacy. I didn't see you up in front there, so I'm glad you're still with uh, with Josh there. Yeah, I'm still with him. We, we opened a car dealership that's not far down the road, so you'll have to uh, come say hi. Hop over and see him. I'll do that. I'll do that. Say, I've got a friend that's got a 2001 F-150, and the uh, battery cable end broke. It's kind of a brass ring-type deal that's uh, there and I've been to Napa and a couple other auto parts store and we can't find a direct replacement for that uh, cable end no on and you don't want to side. either you don't want to find one Kim put a cable What's on it put the whole new ends, cable? ends should in my opinion 
Battery cable ends, unless it's on a really old car and it's a different circumstance or a tractor or something, battery cable ends should be outlawed, in my opinion. They are nothing but well, problems down the road. Yeah, the problem this this fellow doesn't have much money. Well, I he ain't gonna to fi- he's not going to fix it right by putting an end on it, and it'll be nothing but problems on down the road, because that's what they do. But what he can do, it's called a marine terminal that he can put on there. They have a little wing nut and threads on it, and so that'll go over the battery post, and then you can put that eyelet into you the marine You can put an end terminal. on it so that way. Ask for marine terminals. That's usually oh. the term they use, yeah. and that, that'll that help yep. them find it when you go in the store. They don't usually know that stuff that well, but marine terminals is the... And he'll have to have a way to crimp that end on that cable doing all of this, yeah, by the way. but that should, that should hopefully... You yeah. can solder it as well, but sometimes that doesn't work out very well either. No, you really need to dry crimp it is what you need to do. Yeah, I mean, the best way, yeah. you know, we, build, we can yeah. build, build them, but, but that's, yeah, dry well, crimp it and put heat shrink over it, Kim. Yeah. The problem is it's got two two big red, I don't know, ought yep. size wires that's that right. come together. It's, yeah. I mean, honestly, the best thing he should do is buy a cable, really. And, and I know that's expensive, but to fix it correctly, yeah. that's what it needs. Okay. One other quick thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got a bunch of cans of WD-40 that I've had from when I had my business. Uh-huh. And the, they, they've lost all their... Uh, the juice so it doesn't spray out it can i know napa used to have a way to that you could get custom spray paint you can rejuvenate those cans kim yourself how, how would you do that you take a air hose on a compressor and you put the nozzle right on the you know the, the blow gun right on the top of the can and apply pressure back into the can and it'll repressurize it and away you go Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. Well, great. Yeah, great. You, can, you can do that, and for all of you listening, sort of a little trick that you can repressurize an old can that's lost its juice. Just put some air back into it, and away you go. Mm-hmm. Done deal. That's, uh, geez, that's pretty simple. I wish I would have thought of it. No worries. Ago. No worries, Kim. <laughs> okay. All right. Thanks, guys. Take care. Yeah, and again, I'm not trying to be hard on the battery cable end of things. I just know as a shop back in the day, even again, I didn't. I sold out in in 2012, but we had a policy at the end. We we just would not put an end on a cable. Period. If you weren't putting a battery cable in it, we weren't doing the job. Yeah, because all you had were comebacks down the road if you didn't do it that way. And on modern cars, I mean, a lot of drivability is just not enough current out of the battery. That's right. That's we just so we our. We just had the habit of we're not doing it unless you're doing it that way. So, all right, we'll be right back. Kurt Rogers is going to step in here for a little bit with us as well, but we'll be right back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Napa know-how. A Napa guy knows that by the foot, there's no better ride than an old station wagon. Room for six people facing forward, two people facing backward, and a whole lot of luggage, lumber, and bicycles haphazardly strapped to the roof. If you can parallel park that beast, you can park anything. And with some quality parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep your land ship running longer, stronger. It's not obsolete. It's a rare treasure. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. If your engine doesn't leak oil, but you have to add to it between oil changes, where does the oil go? The problem occurs when piston rings clog with carbon and then allow oil to blow by the pistons and burn in combustion chambers. The best service shops use a BG product that cleans the engine in just 15 minutes. Find a shop with BG products at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. It will protect your engine and your pocketbook. Find a shop now. Go to bgfindashop.com. You've heard that not-so-normal noise coming from your car for months now. And turning up your radio is not really a fix. 
Putting off those simple repairs can lead to more complicated and costly repairs quickly. Or worse, they can lead to an accident or mishap that costs you even more than money. Extreme Automotive's ASE certified staff will not only fix what you came in for, they'll diagnose your vehicle and give you their professional opinion on what should come first with absolutely no pressure to do the work now. Extreme Auto knows that you have daily responsibilities, and they've got you covered there too. Extreme Auto Repair keeps courtesy vehicles available so you don't have to miss a beat at work, at school, or with your family, even though most repairs can be done in the same day. Don't make a bad problem worse by waiting. Call Extreme Auto Repair now at 3841-1071 or send them a message at klzradio.com extreme. You want to protect your classic car in the event of an accident on the way to a car show or a surprise Colorado hailstorm, but you shouldn't insure your classic car the same way you'd insure your everyday vehicle. Paul Lanigro and his team at Group Insurance Analysts will get you the right coverage for your classic car. Just like with any other form of insurance, Paul and his team at GIA will shop the entire market at no extra charge, hunting for the right coverage at the best price. Remember, GIA works for you, not a specific insurance company, so they have more options. Unlike other forms of insurance, though, you should not insure your classic car based on cash value. You've put a lot of work into that car, so the real value far exceeds the book price. GIA will make sure your vehicle is insured up to a stated value to protect your investment. Get the right insurance from GIA. Call 303-423-0162. Have you ever thought about owning a classic car, hot rod, older truck, or an out-of-the-norm vehicle? Worldwide Vintage Autos is the place to go for all your vintage car and truck needs. With over 80,000 square feet of indoor showroom and warehouse space, they make the shopping experience easy. Every vehicle they sell is checked out by their own staff and is verified as a roadworthy vehicle, and this includes consignment vehicles. When you buy a vehicle from Worldwide, it's a vehicle you can safely drive home. They sell over 1,200 vehicles a year, and most of their inventory comes from people like you and me. If you want to eliminate the hassle of selling your vintage or unique vehicle, give them a call today. By the way, sign up today for the VIP list. They'll give you updates on all their new inventory that the general public doesn't see yet, and it's at a discounted price. Worldwide Vintage Autos. Don't let the name fool you. They sell worldwide, but their showroom is right here in Denver. Find them today at WorldwideVintageAutos.com or call 877-378-4679 and make sure you tell them John Rush from Drive Radio sent you. All right, we are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us. We do appreciate it very much again. Uh, Josh from Legacy Automotive and Ridgeline Auto Brokers up in Boulder with us. Justin, who he really runs Ridgeline, I guess you could say, right? I mean, that's the way we've designed exactly. it. It's not supposed to work. So so Justin's here as well. And then Kurt Rogers just joined us from Affordable Interest Mortgage. And as I always say, anything you guys need mortgage-wise, and there's many, many creative ways Kurt can do things, especially for you car guys that are looking to do things. Kurt can help you out along a lot of lines when it comes to that all right let's see what john and cheyenne has going on john what's up sir hey uh john i got your email during the week and the uh owner's manual won't download at all oh i after i registered and everything i'm wondering if it's out of print shouldn't be 
um, yeah, I just I click on the link for the owner's manual, and it does nothing. For all of you listening, John texted me on some different things with his RAM, and Mopar's got a great site where you can actually go in, register, and download all the information for your specific vehicle and so on. So I just sent John the link. But that's interesting that that manual won't download. That doesn't make any sense, John. Yeah, I know. I did. I tried it on. I used three different browsers on two different computers, and it wouldn't download. Is it just blocking it, or is it just not there? I I it's I don't think it's there because it just it's not showing up. I turned off the pop up blocker and okay. all that other fun okay. stuff. How's it going? To be next question because a lot of times if the pop up blockers are on, it won't allow the next screen to open. Interesting, Josh. Can right, you okay, really quick? So, Josh, if you have a VIN number, can you tell if it had keyless entry on the vehicle or not? That's why I sent him to the original site. Not usually, but have him send send me the VIN number. Okay. I think I've still got it the text messages, John. I'll send that to Josh and see if he can find well, anything out. Actually, it was to John at uh, drive-radio.com. Yeah, I've got it. I'll just see if I can't send that on to to Josh okay. and do it that and way. I might be able to that, pull a Monroni. The Monroni might have it, yeah. I could do that. Um, then I have a question for Josh. What you got? If it came with a keyless fob... Mm-hmm. that I could unlock the doors and, you know, it's got the little square on the end that you put in the ignition to start. Mm-hmm. It's a Ram 1500. Is that something you could do if I, like, drove down and dropped the truck? Yeah, it's something I can do. And it doesn't have a real key. Went it has a walk-around holder. Yeah, let me know. So, yeah, I'll have your VIN and all that, and I can see which key it is and get one in stock. But sometimes it takes okay. 10 minutes to do it, and sometimes it takes two hours. It just depends on what mood the truck's in that day. <laughs> and I just sent okay. Josh the email that you sent me, John, so he'll have the VIN in a minute All as right, well. But it and didn't here's have... The other, here's the other thing. I do have the pin that you need to program the key. Perfect. That makes it easier. I have uh, a tool that can get me the pin on most of them, but that's usually the hardest part is it has. It takes a while to get the pin out of the car in order for me to put the pin I back don't. in to put the new key in. So that when helps. I, it does I, help a lot. I... When I first bought the truck, it only came with one key, and I had to get a second one. And they charged me at the block shop in Cheyenne a fee mm-hmm. for that to get that pin. And I asked them, I said, well, I'm paying for it. Can I have it? And I've never lost it. Yeah, never lose that pin. That, <laughs> nope. That's the real key um, to the truck right there is that pin number. Yep. And then one other thing, John, going back to the first show, yeah. I had a... A guy gave me this when I lived in New Jersey, so we're 25 years ago. It was called Lawn Care for the Lazy, and he agreed with you. Set your mower to the highest setting and mow your lawn yep. once a week. Yep. Yep. And then the other... You the save other the most water doing that as well, by the way. Right. That longer grass covers it up. That's right. That's right. And then the la- and then the other... Comb thing over. We're comb over and on the grass there, John. Exactly. (laughs) And the other thing I used to do, and I recommend this to everybody, if you're mowing your own lawn, do your front lawn on Wednesday and your back lawn on Thursday, and then you have the weekend for yourself. Oh, you can do that. That's not a bad way of doing it. I do that that quite often. Yeah. 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 Okay. And then, is that Kurt? Yeah, it is Kurt. Hi, John. Hey, Kurt. I just wanted to thank you again for that all-in-one last year because (laughs) just... Just to throw a plug out there for Kirk, we have a rental house in Texas that it needed a new air conditioning system 
the old system was 30 years old and it couldn't be fixed again. And by having the new all-in-one, we just threw it on a credit card, and when the bill comes due, we could just pay it off there the all-in-one. There you go. Good job, yep. John. Worry about. Yep. That's the so purpose of the loan. That's, that's why it's how it there. works. Yep. There's a plug for Kirk, John. Awesome. Thanks, John. Appreciate you, John. Have a good guy. You too, man. Appreciate you very much. We'll talk about that in a moment as soon as we come (laughs) back with Kirk, too. So don't go anywhere. Drive Radio KLZ 560. Your roof is one of the most important parts of your home and yet is one of the most neglected. We all tend to think it'll last forever without any maintenance or repairs until a hail or windstorm comes around and does damage to your roof. The problem with that mentality is it's wrong. Do you know that RoofMax is a product that can rejuvenate your roof and give you up to five to seven years of additional life? Do you know that the application can be done more than once so that the life of your roof can be extended for up to 15 years? The reason shingles break with wind and hail is because they're dried out and brittle. RoofMax is an organic product that rejuvenates your asphalt shingles, making them more flexible and durable at the same time. Call Dave Hart today and get your roof inspected. It's a no-obligation inspection that will tell you what condition your roof is in and what can be done to extend the life of your roof, which, in the end, saves you money. Call Dave Hart at 303-710-6916 or visit our website, fixitradio.com or drive-radio.com. At Napa, we're always trying to make the great parts we sell even better. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And every Napa part is covered by a warranty good at any of our 6,000 Napa Auto Parts stores. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store, but we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. Go to NapaOnline.com for a location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. Do you know that your windshield is getting more expensive to replace? Most vehicles have options that help keep the vehicles from avoiding accidents or even keep it in the traffic lane. These windshields require more than just a replacement of the glass. They also require a calibration of the computer system to make sure everything is operational to the specifications the manufacturer set when the vehicle was built. You can't trust the traveling glass replacement shop to do these necessary calibrations as they require special equipment and in most cases an indoor shop to perform the calibration. We have two Novus locations that can replace your windshield and also do these calibrations. Novus Fort Collins and Novus Sterling. Both are fully equipped with the latest technology to service your vehicle properly. Find either location by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass. Top auto manufacturers admit that today's high-tech engines on average can use a quart of oil every thousand miles. Why? To meet the government's fuel economy mandates, they use the faster-moving low-tension piston rings that can clog quickly, reducing power, causing poor fuel economy. The performance oil service from BG Products cleans piston rings and restores the fuel system. And it's backed up with lifetime protection for the engine. Ask your service advisor about the BG Performance Oil Service or go to BGFindashop.com. That's BGFindashop.com. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured, but you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, you'll be rewarded for your diligence. 
Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. All right, Drive Radio, we are back. Again, Kurt Rogers with us, Affordable Interest Mortgage. And if you uh, want to know more about Kurt, go right to the website, drive-radio.com. Kurt's all listed there, easy to find him. But Kurt... We were just talking, John from Cheyenne, all-in-one loan. I have that same loan. Josh has that same loan. John from Cheyenne just called. He has that same loan. What is the all-in-one loan? It's a simple interest loan. And because of that, you you pay less interest, which means if you keep making the same payment, you'll own your home faster. But the benefit to it, especially if you're in business, is you have access to that money for 30 years. So if your original loan amount is 400000 and you pay it down to two, you have access to $200,000. You don't have to ask anybody. Right. Write the check, right. which is what John did. Yep. Yep. Which you and I in business, it's what we do sometimes. Yeah, that's right. Oh, I had this past year with me and snow removal and the yeah. amount of receivables you end up with and so on. Yeah, there's times you need that extra cash to run things. You know, it's the, you know the money's coming back at some point, but you got to have it. You don't want to put it on a credit card. You nope. don't want to take it out of a savings account. Nope. So you, you use that. You, you just use that because you know the money's right. going to come to cover it. I say it all the time. Those of you that are self-employed, you you should have that. You should have that loan. It really is the only. Even if you're. If you're owning your home outright and you have no mortgage, one of the best ways to Ooh. help yourself in regards to other opportunities and things even that would come along would be to go get an all-in-one loan, keep it at a zero balance or very minimal balance, and away you go. That's done exactly deal. what I, I own my house free and clear, but if I need something for the business, I You've just pull it. it out of there. It's done. Only way to go. And as money comes in, you can put it back down on it and off. It's, it's a Folks, if those of you, especially that are self-employed, it's a beautiful loan. We say this all the time when I have Kurt on the only person that loan is not designed for is somebody that <laughs> money burns a hole in your pocket. Yeah. If that's you, no, no it's not for is, you because you'll have access to cash that no. you probably don't need and you'll buy things you don't want or need and it's not in your best interest. But if you know how to manage money, even, is, in, even in a minor way, this it, loan would work for you. It works very well. And with the simple interest, it's amazing how quickly yep. you yeah. can pay that house that's down. Right. Or, we don't talk interest rates when we talk the loan. We talk effective interest. Mm-hmm. An interest rate you can't eat. The amount of interest you pay is real money. So by paying less interest, you pay a lower rate. Our average customer's effective interest rate is around 3 3 3.5% today mm-hmm. because of what the, how the loan works being a simple interest loan. It, and it, it's just, you just pay less interest on your home faster. Right. That's right. Uh, okay, really quick. We got a question that came in. I'm trying to type this out as quickly as I can, but it's hard to type and talk. Uh, Sid up in Livermore, thanks for this. By the way, listening to our show for a long time, bought a new 2022 Silverado 6.2 engine. Wants to keep it a long time, has a few questions. How often should I change oil? Uses Castrol Synthetic. Just remember, uh, Sid, you have to use Dexos-approved oil now in that vehicle. That's a GM requirement to keep it under warranty. The Napa Gold filter you just asked about works fine. As far as when to change it, uh, I'd say four to 5,000 miles. You'll see the monitor on there. Ignore that and do your four to 5,000 miles on that vehicle because on that vehicle, especially with the cylinder deactivation that it has, you want to keep the oil up and fresh and clean. It'll make all of that last a lot longer. So do not do what the book says or even what the dealer says, or what your monitor says, because you're going to be changing oil when there's probably 30 to 40% life left, according to the monitor, you're still going to be changing oil. Am I right, guys? That's correct. 
Yeah. Say yeah. that correctly. All, all those small oil passages that are in these newer vehicles, you, you've got to have good oil in it constantly for yeah. it to run correctly. All right. Also, how do I protect the catalytic converter from theft? On that truck, if it doesn't have skid plates underneath it, that's an easy one to add some skid plates. There's a lot of pre-made skid plates. On that truck, because of what you know, the other protection you get out of the skid plate versus doing a catalytic converter lock or anything like that, I would be one to put a skid plate underneath it. Believe it or not, that's enough to just slow down. If somebody rolls under that truck, they look up, there's a skid plate there, they're moving on. They're, they're not going to dink around with stealing a catalytic converter when there's a skid plate, even though it may be easily unboltable. And by the way, that's easy to take care of as well. You can put a little tack weld on the side of the bolt, and if somebody ever wants to take it off, you just grind that tack weld off, and they can still take the skid plate off. So there's ways to still protect that even, but really just having the plate underneath it is typically enough to where thieves are looking for quick. How can I get in there, saw that off, move to the next one? If they've got to work around anything at all that's there, they're just jumping to the next vehicle and they're not going to mess with it. Yeah, all you got to do is slow them down. It's like the club on a car. Right. When they look in the window and they see the club, they know, oh, I've got something else to fool with now. They're moving to the next vehicle. They're just not going to dink around with that one because thieves are smart in the in – the, they're not smart because eventually they get caught, but they're smart in that they want the easy thing. They're lazy. They're lazy. Thank you. That's a better way to say it. They're lazy. They, they don't want to work at anything. That's why they're stealing it in the first place. But a real job, you wouldn't have to do. <laughs> Anyways, I digress, okay? But you're right, Josh. They're lazy. They're going to go to the easiest thing. And that's why if you've got anything underneath the truck at all to protect that, they're not going to steal it. When should I start using BG44K for gas and engine treatments on this new truck, guys? First oil change. Yeah. But but not the – you can't do the EPR on the first oil no. change. Like, no, wait till your second like the change. The MOA on that. and the 44K, you can do very first oil change, or yeah. or you just put it in now. Should I use 91 gas? No, on that truck you don't need to. I mean, will it work better? Yes, but you don't have to run it. And I only drive the truck 5,000 miles a year. So, Sid, you're going to be doing an annual oil change. Some of these annu- some of these things we just mentioned will be for an annual basis for you. Now, since you're only driving it that many miles a year, I would highly recommend you put the BG Supercharge in your gasoline tank. Okay. Every time you fill up, the supercharge will make that fuel stay good longer. It's got it, it extends the shelf life, if you would, given you're only driving 5,000 miles a year. And if you're really doing that at different times of the year, so let's say you're doing a lot of that in the summer, not much in the winter, or a lot in the winter, not much in the summer, you want to add that additive when that truck's going to be sitting for any length of time. So let's say you're going to have it sit over the winter for a couple of months. Maybe you're a snowbird, you go somewhere else, I don't know the circumstances. But if that truck's going to be sitting with that tank of gas in it, fill it up full, put the supercharge in it, you're good to go, that fuel's good for the next year plus no problem and that is the bg supercharge product it's not the same as 44k 44k does not extend the shelf life of the fuel the supercharge will and how do i know it works because i use it and yes it will make that shelf life a year and a half or better because i've tested it and yes it, it there's no varnish no smell no nothing it will last that long easily so that supercharged product works fantastic even with winter gas even with winter gas yes it's good stuff no issues there so sid i hope that answers all your questions rather than typing all that out by the way respond in a text if you heard all of that so i don't have to type all that back out it makes it a little bit easier for me 
on that end of things. There's 20 minutes. Not that I don't like typing, but it's hard to type and talk at the same time. I've not mastered that yet, guys. I, I cannot. I'm not that typist guy. Fingers and lips do don't work the yeah, same no, time. I don't do that very well at all. I cannot. I cannot type and talk at the same time. So. Uh, and, and again, really quick, I'll make sure that we're clear on this. Justin, on the EPR, get your oil that's in it out. Do a fresh oil change. Mm-hmm. EPR is the next one. So in your case, Sid, EPR in two years. Yeah, at 10,000 miles. Because you're going to be, t- you you're gonna be two years to get in 10,000 miles, so you're two years away from using EPR. And one thing I know we, we bring up every show, but I like to remind you is if you're using these products on your own, there there are no guarantees for the product. If you're using it, if a repair facility is it. performing those yep. services, um, you can get up to $6,000 worth of coverage on an engine. Um, $4,000 on a transmission, but it does need to be done by a, a reputable shop. Yep. Uh, another question just came in. Can I use 2050 motorcycle oil in my lawnmower? No. Absolutely, positively not. That is a no-no. You want to use 1030 full synthetic oil in your lawnmower. The 2050 is actually too thick. You will not have as good an engine life using that, believe it or not. I know that sounds odd, but you want to just use a 1030 synthetic oil in your small engine equipment. It works best doing it that way. So, Kurt, you going to stay another round, or are you heading out? I'll sit around for a little bit. Okay. I want to answer your question, what okay. you don't do when you drive. Okay, we'll do that in a minute. We'll come right back and do that, folks. Again, that is the question of the day. Give me something you should never do while driving. We haven't really had anybody call in and say that. So what should you never do while you're driving? That's the question of the day. Lines are open, by the way, 303-477-5600. Hour 2 is next. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com, email your questions and comments, download previous programs, and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.